0: Man, boy, people are going to be so upset with me on this show. From your share as an attorney, do you see people getting married for love or for money? Oh, that's a good one. So a recent study came out and revealed that nearly 48% of the people who look like me, Black people, minority people, will make on average about $38,000 a year. Now, the average person in America will make anywhere between like forty-five dollars to $55,000 a year. And to be honest, I don't like that. You and I both deserve more than that. We deserve the six figures if we're willing to put in the work. And I'm super excited because I have just recently partnered with an organization that can help you get there within nine months. And that organization is called Bethel Tech. My friend Ryan here today is with me. Ryan, what are y'all doing over there at Bethel Tech that is changing people's lives in the next nine months? Yeah, we are the first online Christian coding boot camp in the world. We equip individuals with the most in-demand tech skills like software development, data science, UI, UX design. We just launched cybersecurity so that individuals can go into the marketplace and get high-paying, high-growth careers in the tech space. Like how much? Well, average starting pay for a developer is $65,000. It's not uncommon to be making six figures within a year, honestly. That's just where the demand is, and and that's the, the, the rocket ship growth in the space. So listen, we're about to get into today's show, but I want you to make I want to make sure that you check out the link in the show description. Listen, Bethel Tech is changing your life in the next nine months. If you can commit to nine months, I promise you the next nine years of your life has changed. Let's get to today's show. A-O. What's happening? No catching. We AO, about to get a play code. up to the table. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy Anthony Neal Welcome back to the table, ATL edition. I know I don't have the beautiful big table sitting in front of me, but I do have a table. And it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a little different. Okay, let's just be real. But yo, listen, this month I wanted to come down to Atlanta and interview and talk with and have a real dope conversation uh with some of my Atlanta friends. And I didn't want to have all of them drive up to Nashville. I said, listen, I'll just come down there and chill out with you all. So I hope you all are actually enjoying this Atlanta edition of The Table. Uh, Today, I'm really excited because I have a good friend of mine. Uh, She just recently became a good friend of mine um, uh, because there's a subject out there that I really want to talk about. You know, you guys know I'm very big on helping you build wealth. You know, I'm very big on helping you get out of debt. I'm, I'm, I'm very big on helping you secure your legacy and your foundation. Um, and there's a subject out there that's kind of taboo, that's kind of uncomfortable to have. And some people are like, uh, no, uh, yeah. Um, and I'll be honest up front, I'm a little bit on the uh, yeah side of things. Um, and I say, you know what, let me get a professional to come in because I'm on that side because of opinion, not because of my expertise. So today we're going to be talking about prenups. You know, we're going to be talking about should uh, you, whether you make 10000 or $10 million a year, sign Prenums. That's right. Uh, Before I actually ask my friend Michelle to come, um, and I'm going to bring her in here in a little bit so we can get straight into today's conversation. Because this this show may not be as entertaining. Well, wait, when you see her faces, y'all going to laugh. Okay, because her faces gives away her answer before she even talks. Like, hey, for real. Even one of my social media people said, I'm intimidated by you. (laughs) We can take that out if we need to, CJ. No, let's keep it in there for real. But before um, doing the show, I did some research, and I really want to make sure that I just set this thing up correctly. All right. So, despite half of all marriages ending, okay, uh, in divorce, only 11% of couples actually go into their marriages thinking they will get a divorce. Meaning that if you and I were to get married, well, let me say this correctly. Women, you and I, okay, I don't do brothers. I do sisters. (laughs) Um, If if a man and a woman was to get married, um, 11% of them are thinking there there might be a possibility that we may not make it. And if that was me, if there was a 1% thought in my head that my wife and I couldn't make it, we wouldn't get married. Mm -hmm. And 5% of people who actually get married actually have a prenup in place. This is pretty interesting, pretty alarming uh, with that. And I, and, and, and I really want to bring in an expert because um, that, that kind of bothers me. So it was like, what's, are we, we're trusting the state more than we're trusting each other. So we're going to have that conversation. And let me say this up front. Ladies, I know y'all watching right now. Anthony's talking about prenups, and he kind of thinks like, yes, he wants a prenup. I get it. I get your, I get your opinion. Today, I want you to listen to learn. Don't listen to respond. Don't listen to being your emotions. That's from both ladies and from men. Listen to learn from an expert, from a woman expert who is licensed in this area, who loves God, um, and who went to school for this and who deals with this on a daily basis. Her name is Michelle, Michelle Thomas, um, and she's at the table to have a real conversation about prenups and some of this stuff we may not like. uh, I may like it, but y'all may not. Uh, But Michelle is an attorney an expert in prenups agreements, and she has her own law firm called Michelle Thomas & Associates. One of the main reasons why I brought her on this show is not just for prenups, it's because she also aligns with my vision. She's debt-free, and she was able to do that six months after opening up her actual law firm. So, I want to welcome everyone. Uh, not welcome everyone. I want us to welcome my friend, Attorney Michelle to the table. What's up, Michelle?
1: Hey, how are you?
0: hoo we. I'm I'm a little nervous about today's conversation, Mm -hmm. okay? Because, you know, you got people already judging and, oh my God, no, prenups, faith, and this and that. Yeah. You know, they are already. A lot of controversy around it. A lot of controversy around it, which is why you're here. Yeah. I'm going to be real the show, you're a woman, okay? Because mostly ladies have a problem with it, okay? You're black. (laughs) (laughs) And you're also licensed and you have all of the knowledge around this area. Yeah. And that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my opinion out of it. And bring an expert in and have a real conversation. But before we go there, because we're going to go there, um, let's just tell the people a about who is Michelle. Like, who who are you outside of the attorney? Who are you? What's your upbringing?
1: Sure. So I am I'm a native New Yorker. Oh born yeah? and raised in Long Island, New York. I knew it. Yeah. Well, That's so where
0: the straightforwardness comes from. I'm a
1: very straight shooter. What you see is what you get. Anybody mm. who knows me will would probably agree with that. Yeah. Um, I went from New York to North Carolina Chapel Hill for, okay. for college. Yep. As an out of state student, and then I went to the George Washington University Law School. Wow. Where I obtained my law degree. And a couple of years out of school I started my own law firm. Mm. Uh, M.C. Thompson Associates, P.C., Washington, D.C. based. We practice in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And mm. it was just, I stepped out on faith um, early in my career, and there's been no looking back. So, no looking back. Yeah. It's been a great ride.
0: Wow. Yeah. So are you, would you say you're a spiritual individual?
1: Oh, I'm a believer.
0: You are a believer. I'm an
1: absolute believer, yeah.
0: Okay. It's, What's your denomination, would you say? I'll uh, bring it in.
1: Sure. I was raised, I think, much like you in the coaching oh, you- faith. Yeah, Pentecostal. Yeah, so I, I'm a
0: <laughs> we good.
1: I'm an absolute Bible-believing Christian, saved woman,
0: uh-huh. yeah. and attorney, ad attorney, and yeah. attorney. Yeah, yeah. Ad attorney. She's a Bible-believing Christian, saved <laughs> black attorney. Yes, woman attorney. I was gonna, I'm setting it all up for y'all, ladies, right now. Uh, okay, cool, 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 cool. So let's get to it.
1: Yeah,
0: um, you're you're a. Family attorney as well. So divorce and family attorney. Divorce
1: and family law, yeah.
0: So we know what divorce is. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people don't really understand what 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 a family attorney does. Yeah. what What is that?
1: So family lawyers can handle things outside of divorce, like child custody matters, okay. and also prenuptial agreements. <sighs> so if you're not getting divorced, we also can help bring families together okay. through the context of a prenup, which is think we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, postnuptial agreements, all that stuff.
0: Okay. So, got it. Let's break down exactly what is a prenup.
1: Sure. A prenup, Anthony, is a contract that two people enter into in contemplation of marriage. So, if you and your significant other plan to get married, you set a date and all that, you decide to sit down, usually with a lawyer, to work out how you're going to resolve issues and differences if— the marriage should dissolve. Mm. You put that into writing, into an agreement, both of you sign it and it should be legally binding if it's done correctly, if it's done correctly.
0: Why do you say if like that?
1: Because there, it's easy to challenge prenups sometimes. There are some grounds in which people can challenge a prenup down the road. So it really matters um, that you get the right legal, competent representation early in the process. Mm. But yeah, it's a contract between two people. Wow. Yeah. And because if you don't, Decide what's going to happen to your property, your assets, your money down the road. If you do divorce, the state is gonna do it for you. So
0: whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's either we do a prenup in the very beginning when we love each other.
1: And like each other, yes.
0: And like each other. Yeah. Cause, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I love you and if I like you, I'm gonna be very generous and very like honest.
1: You're more likely to be fair.
0: Right. I
1: think, on the front end, when you are in love and you're seeing stars yeah. and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's better to decide what happens to your money when you are both on the same page right. than when you're sort of at the opposite. Because the thing is, Anthony, when people divorce, you're not generally divorcing the same person you married. Ooh. Sometimes you don't even recognize the person that you're divorcing when you get to that point. And so sometimes all bets are off at the end of the day. And so it's much better— to when you're, when you're on speaking terms and you are really enjoying each other, to sit down, have a mature conversation about what happens if you happen to fall into that 50% where the marriage does not survive.
0: Okay. Uh, you, you're teaching good, so I'm just asking questions. If, right. if, if we don't do the prenup and then we fast forward, and for whatever reason, mm-hmm. life happens. Unfortunately, we can't make it. Yeah. There's a divorce.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now you're saying the state... That we live in decides what happens with our assets and everything.
1: Yeah, if you don't, unless you can reach an agreement between the two of you. So, but it's divorce law; it's very state specific. Mm-hmm, specific. So, mm-hmm. um, depending upon which state you're in, it might be an equitable distribution jurisdiction. It might be a community property state. Okay. But either which way you look at it, the state's going to decide what happens to your money and how the property divided, unless you reach an agreement
0: or have a prenuptial. So I know you're in the DMV area. Yeah. So I know that's where you practice. Do you know what is like one of the hardest states to have a divorce from the state perspective?
1: Um, I think that's hard to answer because I think every divorce really takes on a life of its own. Okay. a lot of the factors that it, that impact that are the people. Okay. how difficult and or agreeable the couple is that's divorcing. Yeah, uh, whether you're going looking at it from a very spiteful, malicious standpoint and just want to get your ex back, that's yeah. going to make for a very difficult divorce versus trying to just resolve the problem as maturely as you can. So uh-huh. uh, I think that's hard to answer in terms of a estate.
0: I love it. I love it. One of my mentors, actually a couple of my mentors advised me. There's like, Anthony, as you're building your brand, as you're building your wealth, you should consider having a prenup. Um, and I am definitely, uh, definitely considering that uh, because I've learned prenups is not just about the finances. Yeah. Can you help us understand what all does a prenup cover?
1: It can cover almost anything and everything except issues that relate to children in okay. terms of child custody. You cannot determine in a prenuptial agreement what would happen to the children okay. if you were to divorce. You cannot set a, a, a fixed amount of child support, let's say, mm-hmm. um, down the road you mm. know, in the future. So issues that relate to the children are going to be uh, probably outside the scope of a prenup. But other than that, people, you can have a prenup that's as detailed as, you know, how many, t- who does household chores um, whether you, who can use whose likeness your image um, social media you can have a prenup that really addresses anything and everything um, but most wow. commonly it's used to address alimony spousal support payments okay. um, it's used to address, the property, what happens who gets to keep the house or, okay. or homes? Yeah, plural. Yeah, um, it can determine what happens if someone is found cheating.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Whether there's adultery or infidelity in the marriage, you can have special provisions that say you don't get to keep anything right. if you decide to be unfaithful. Right, um, you can include what we call sometimes sunset provisions, where after a certain amount of time that you've been married. Um, The prenup then expires like after 20 years, 25 years. So there's really so much that you can do and include in a prenuptial agreement that helps to minimize the tension down the road.
0: Now, do you recommend that? Like if you sign a prenup, okay, y'all together for 20 years, let it go.
1: Yeah, I I think it really depends on the on the couple. You know, it's what I offer, very customized services. So you have to really look at the individual's that are coming to you and each party to a prenup should probably have their own attorney Yeah, yeah, uh, because it's a conflict of interest. I can't represent both sides, right. but I would look at my client, look at the needs, long-term goals, what they anticipate um, the issues that they're having already. Cause most couples still have issues, even if they love each other. And then you decide what makes sense.
0: <sighs> my brain is already like a little bit tired. <laughs> Cause I'm like, man, it's just, it's just a lot of information. To take in around this conversation, because one part of me as a Christian, Mm -hmm. to be honest, is am I saying I don't trust God Mm
1: -hmm.
0: by having my wife sign a prenup or a wife, future wife, having her future husband sign a prenup? Like, I still battle that inside of my head.
1: Well, and understandably so, because people say that to have a prenup is planning for divorce. You're planning for the end, and marriage is forever, and you're taking a vow before God and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think that you can look at it from a different perspective, Anthony. I mean, one— You can look at a prenup, first of all, as a type of insurance, right? We trust God every time we get in our car that he's going to protect us and keep us covered. We trust God every time we go to sleep at night that we're not, you know, the house isn't going to burn down, et cetera. But you still have car insurance. You still have property insurance, you know. So it's really, um, it's not much different from that perspective because remember, God also gives us wisdom and discernment. So things happen. And the other, the other side of it is you can only control yourself. Right. So you don't know what changes your spouse may go through over the next 5, 10, 15 years. Okay. So because of those um, uncertainties that we cannot control, it, it makes sense to at least explore whether a prenup is right for you and your
0: situation. Uh, so let's go there. Who should sign a prenup? Let's see. The lawyer of me says everyone, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know. But,
0: uh, when, I, but everyone? So even if a guy's only making thirty thousand dollars a year, yeah, you would still say if you're marrying someone, still sign a prenup.
1: So, well, you, that's the guy. What is the woman making? I mean, we don't. Let's let's it,
0: let's let's say she's making sixty. Mm-hmm. So you know, what I'm saying, like, should they still sign a prenup?
1: I think that you should at least speak to someone about whether it makes sense because what is the vision that you have for your life? What is the vision that your soon-to-be spouse has for their lives? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you plan to grow, if you plan to, you know, develop wealth, whether you're making 30 or 60, you can still certainly build together. Yeah. And what happens if you feel like one of you is not pulling his or her weight in the marriage? There's resentment that can build up. So I think it makes sense to at least speak to someone about whether— it,
0: a prenup is right for you. So a prenup doesn't cover pre, like pre-marriage. A prenup can also cover what you gain inside of the marriage as well?
1: Well, that's the focus of a prenup, actually, wow. is, is what happens to property or assets that would otherwise be considered marital money or marital assets, and okay. that is determined by your state. The state that you live in defines what's, what marital property is. Yeah. What happens to that marital property if you di- divorce down the road. Oh.
0: Sorry. I thought prenups was only, if I have a million dollars, you have a million, or 50,000. She ain't that broke, y'all. She got money. <laughs> I just had to say it on my show because that's my show. Uh, if I have a million, you got 50, we get married, it only protects me up until that million. That's what you thought? Yes. Not before now. This was before really understanding prenups. Okay. So it's like if it's we a get married. Yeah. yeah so I, I think a lot of people believe that. Like prenums only cover like what I come into the marriage with. But if that million goes to 10 million, I'm even still protecting that 10 million.
1: Yeah. So let's say, for example, I'm I'm only licensed in DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Right. right. So if we take those three jurisdictions. The way that marital property is defined or separate property is any money that you had prior to the marriage mm-hmm. is your separate property unless yeah. you commingle it. So that property is already going to be yours right. with or without a prenup. Oh, yeah. So once you get married and you continue to build wealth or acquire assets, that's what's on the table
0: Ooh. for
1: the court to, to divide yeah. and say, you know, um, you may have, your spouse may not have lifted a dime, let's say, in your business, but yeah. we think the business is marital property and should be divided. The value should be divided 50-50. That's going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. If you're, you've are you been the one putting in your blood, sweat, and tears yeah. for 5, 10, 15, however long you've had it. Yeah. So it's really about, in large part, what's happening during the marriage uh-huh. that a prenup can, can I think, decide. decide. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: One of my mentors. So, pre, let
1: me, so prenup is just pre like planning, pre planning for the nuptials, the the wedding, the yes, marriage.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm following now. I'm I'm getting this thing now. I'm feeling good. I feel like I'm an attorney now. <laughs> I feel educated. <laughs> uh, one of my attorneys said, it, not attorneys. One of my mentors, a spiritual mentor said, prenups is honestly a good being a good steward. Mm-hmm. he was like because if you're coming into the marriage with wealth and with kids, and let's say you get married, and let's just say something. Doesn't go right, and then now you allow the state to decide who gets what, mm-hmm. and let's say you come in there with ten million, but then you leave the marriage with two million. Now you just hurt your kid's future mm-hmm. because you didn't set it up correctly up front. yeah, do you see his angle on that from a stewardship perspective?
1: I can see it as as being a good steward, but really, I think it's about being proactive about protecting your future overall, Uh, your future, your children's future. It's about being proactive and approaching your marriage from a place of empowerment Mm -hmm. as opposed to um, just not of uncertainty, Mm -hmm. you know, and and to people that say that a prenup is planning for the divorce, I really say to those people, I say it's really planning for the marriage because it it creates the opportunity for you to have the difficult conversation, for you to talk about what your financial goals are, what your spending habits will be, what will happen if one person is a stay-at-home mother or father and not working for years, and what they should be entitled to. So it creates a platform to have these difficult conversations that a lot of times you're not having because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? It's not sexy to talk about what happens with the money and whether you're going to get paid or not. That's no people don't want to have those conversations. But a prenup gives you the platform to have those conversations and ultimately minimize the tension down the road that arises from from marital, you
0: know, monetary issues. So it's, I think they do more good than harm. I'm I'm flowing with you. I mean, and and if marriages are ending 50% and only 11% of people are thinking there's a small possibility we may get a divorce down the road, it may not work. What it's showing me is that we're going into this one way, but like you said, we all change. Mm -hmm. And Christian or not Christian, I mean, five out of 10 people are getting a divorce. And really, when we really look at it today, let's be real on this show. I mean, you were talking about this offline. The numbers have gone down a little bit from the divorce, but only because people are not getting married. Right. I mean, they're just living together and not, Mm -hmm. not saying I do.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, when I hear about this, uh, one of my friends, who is a very wealthy individual, just recently went through a divorce, right? Um, And he had a prenup. And his wife, who I know, they're not ending on a negative term, but it's not an easy separation, right? Um, But they both said that prenup allowed them to just focus on their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she already knew what she was walking away with. He knew what he was walking away with. And then the hardest part was fighting for who gets the kids. Yeah. So it seems like it brings a little bit more of a peaceful exit Mm -hmm. than it does hurting the exit. Right.
1: And because the people who are anti-prenup, a lot of times I say, have not seen or experienced the devastation of divorce Mm. up close and personally. Because once you've gone through that, You then have a different perspective. You know, when I have divorced clients who did not have a prenup, they often say to me, the next time around, I'm getting a prenup. Like Once they have gone through the process of divorce, because with that, you can minimize so much of the conflict and the tension and the strife by just having resolved at least the monetary issues. Mm. And then, like you said, focusing on the children, on your own well-being. So, yeah.
0: So, let me answer this question. Because... That's a good question. And I have it written on my nose. You know, like... Man, boy, people are going to be so upset with me on this show. <laughs> From your chair as an attorney, do you see people getting married for love <laughs> or for money? Oh, that's
1: a good one. That's a good question.
0: <laughs> um, I'm serious. I, I mean, because that's a tough... That That's a tough... It's a tough one to answer. Yeah. Because... I'm just going to say I, I, for me I don't want I don't want tough love marriage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I I don't I don't I don't want to get married to someone only because I love her but we are struggling. We are yeah. we are just not compatible but I love her.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean in a lot of instances love is not always enough.
0: I mean um... You know,
1: you need, there's a little, there's more to it in order to make the marriage work and and last. So, um, you know, I mean, I see people marrying for all kinds of reasons. A lot of times the wrong reasons, sometimes pressure, you know, societal Mm -hmm. pressure, sometimes it's age. And and so ultimately, like you said, they're either going to struggle or ultimately divorce. Mm -hmm. So... um, You know, you want to you want to do the work on the front. I mean, one of the things I see is people spending so much time planning for the wedding Mm -hmm. day and not enough time planning for the marriage. The marriage. And so as part of the planning for the marriage, that includes both premarital counseling, whether it's pastoral or, you know, another counselor. It includes a meeting with a lawyer, a Mm -hmm. family lawyer to talk through some of the monetary issues and other issues that can arise in a marriage. It involves all of that before you say I do. Yeah. And sometimes when people go through the process, they end up saying I don't. And they don't marry the person once you've had those real conversations. But the time to have them is before you say I do, not after. Absolutely.
0: I think for me, definitely, I want to marry someone who I love. But then also, I want to marry someone who I can build with. Yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, if I can't build with you, then it'll be hard for me to love you. Yeah. You know, and I'm not talking about build, we gotta go out there and work and do this thing 50-50, you know. But what I am saying is can our visions align together and can we go build legacy? And if we can't do that, then I can't love you. Yeah,
1: that well, that's deep. That's deep. And you said a powerful word that word there, which is alignment. Absolutely. You have to be in alignment with both, you know, what you want to be honest with yourself. Yes. And then you need your partner to be in alignment with you. It's about determining whether you have shared goals and shared values. You know, what do you two value? Do you value, you know, family? Do you value wealth building? Do you value living, you know, your your spending habits? Like, are they in alignment? So these are the questions that, and that's why I say love is Nice, it's it's good and and you should have it but that's not necessarily enough to make a
0: marriage work Yo, if you're just now tuning in to the show welcome back to the table, it's your boy Anthony O'Neill and I am joined here with my good friend Michelle, I'll turn to Michelle Uh, who is a family and divorce attorney. Listen, before we get back to the show, listen, she's dropping some amazing gems, but let me drop this quick gem before we get back to her. Listen, uh, one of the things about divorces, right, is savings accounts, right? You want to save for an emergency. Um, And I pray that you never have to go through a divorce, but we're having this conversation, but you may get a prenup, and prenups are expensive, which means you need to have some money set aside. Listen, when it comes to savings account, I park my money at Prize Pool. All right, Prize Pool is, in my opinion, the number one savings account, especially for millennials, because everything is digital, and they're gonna pay you way more interest for your money. They're gonna give you about 030 percent. That's which is about like six point five times higher than the national average out there. And check this out. This is the dopest part of them. They're FDIC insured, and let's say you just. Park parking 5,000, or let's say you park $50,000 there, no matter amount that you have, say you have 50,000, they're gonna give you 50,000 tickets to go towards a grand prize every single month. Their grand prizes ranges anywhere from 10,000 to $25,000 monthly. And then they're giving away $100, $500 a week, just for you parking your money in the account. So check it. You can have your money guaranteed to stay there and grow a little bit with their high interest rate. And then also you may get some extra money. I've actually already won about 300 bucks from them for just parking my money there. So I'm gonna encourage you to join me at prize pool. Their information is in the show description. But let's get back to uh, today's show because uh, attorney Michelle is, uh, who is she's challenging us today? So Michelle, For the people watching right now um, who are saying, okay, you know what? I like this. But, y'all, how do I approach? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when is the right time to bring up the conversation about prenups? Because what you don't want to do is propose and then bring the prenup. (laughs) They're going to be like, what the heck? What is this? So when is the right time in dating? Because a lot of people watching right now are dating. And I do believe a lot of people right now, because my tribe— are ladies like yourself, young, bright, successful, and minorities. Mm-hmm. So they come into the to the to the table with the bag, with wisdom, with knowledge, with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I think some people will be down for a prenup. When is the right time to have that conversation in a healthy way?
1: That's a really good, good question. And I think that uh not the first date, but
0: <laughs> I was about to say the first me, date.
1: But no, not, the, not not the first date. <laughs> Not the, not the second date, but pretty early in the process because if, it, if, it's, if it's important to you, and that when you when you first start to think, okay, there's something here, like this could be more than just okay. a random you know, just dating casually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time to start talking about what's important to you and okay. what's important to the other person and see if those items align because once your your heart gets all caught up, it's so much harder to make the the decisions that are right. Mm-hmm. For you. It's harder to walk away. It's harder to... I see. Yeah. So if you know that you're both in alignment, you don't, you don't need to discuss all the details earlier on, but just is the person open to the idea mm-hmm. of a prenuptial agreement?
0: Or is that a deal breaker? See, I was thinking the opposite. Make her fall in love, then ask her. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying you know when you're all in like girl I know you love me right you know what I'm saying because it's like doesn't love change things but she just made a valid point love will change things but if she genuinely doesn't want that at her core then she will say yes when she knows she, she really doesn't want that
1: right it just it complicates matters like when you're all in love and then you're like <sighs> oh by the way you know, I mean, I just yes for for your purpose, sure you can get you know reel them in and then pop it on them. But I think and then she probably
0: it's, walk away too.
1: It's a possibility, so that's why I say you should get on the same page earlier in the process. Hey,
0: Michelle was like maybe day three, <laughs> <laughs> day three, day three. Nah, I ain't gonna do it day three. Maybe week
1: three. I mean, just early, early. Yeah, <laughs>
0: earlier than that all right so yeah. all right so let's walk through this michelle all right so you know uh me and my young ladies at dinner and this is let's say we're, we're two months in we're two months in right as a woman how would you want your man to bring that conversation up and don't come at me as attorney michelle right now because your face is always like just tell me i mean <laughs> you're gonna sign one anyways what i was about to say <laughs> like, I, like
1: i'll probably be the
0: one bringing it up but yeah Okay, let's do it that way. So you, you know, you with your guy, you know what I'm saying? Shoot, we know what Michelle. It's gonna be date two. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I guarantee you, her future husband is gonna already know that's what you want because that's what you do. It's, so how would you bring that up? You don't need to have a prenup, right? Are you <laughs> serious? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you should. Yo, I'd be like, really, Michelle? You better come at me softer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I I'm
1: very, you know, I, I think that it's important to just say, you know, just what's important to me, like wealth building is really important to me. Right, right, right. You know, right, that's one right, of the right, things right. that I value most. You know, what do you value? Okay. What do you value? And and listen.
0: I value wealth building too. That ain't got nothing to do with prenups though.
1: Well, no, I think, well, so okay, how do you plan to to build wealth? You know, what mechanisms do you plan to put in place to
0: help protect it? Protected, Yeah. Life insurance, policies, trust.
1: Yeah. And I would say, you know, I was reading online or talking to a lawyer the other day and they mentioned prenups are a good way to protect your wealth as well. Or
0: you're talking to another attorney about what you practice.
1: <laughs> so, I'm trying to help you out,
0: okay? I'm trying to give you some tips. But that's a good, that's a good, that's a good, I like how you just said that. So I was talking to, an attorney and doing some research and I learned about prenups and you didn't say, I want this, but you're asking them, what is your thoughts and opinion right. on prenups?
1: Right. That I've learned, I heard that that's a good way too, that we mm-hmm. can protect our wealth and, then, and make
0: it mutually beneficial. And then my response would be, well, how does that help us when prenups really protects the individual?
1: Right, but it it protects both people individually. Uh So it protects the person who has the money. It protects the person who doesn't. Because also, if the other person has all these assets that are otherwise considered separate property, and you've sacrificed your career, let's Uh say, to be a homemaker and help build your spouse's success, you don't want them to be able to say... But well, here's, you know, five dollars and go on about your business. You want to make sure that you're protected, that if you've sacrificed and yeah, yeah. raised the kids and yeah, yeah. made a happy home, that you will be compensated as much as possible yeah. in an equitable manner. So it protects both
0: both people. And and I, I I am not quoting this to be factual. I only read this online, but I heard and I heard I read that. Kanye and Kim Kardashian had an agreement, mm-hmm. and inside agreement passed a certain amount of years, she got $1 million for every year she was with them. Mm-hmm. And that seems like what you what I hear you saying is if you're this woman that is staying at home building or husband, because you have husbands staying at home, mm-hmm. you know, um, you can put inside the prenup that protects you to where, like you said, hey, every year we're married, I'm getting a million dollars, or I'm getting X amount of dollars if we were to leave.
1: Right. Or every year that I've stayed at home, that I've sacrificed my career, Ooh. my my goals and aspirations to build your success, right. uh, then I should be compensated accordingly. You know, it can be a gradually increasing scale. You can make it a percentage of, of your, you know, <laughs> yeah. of your uh, profits. And, you know, so but there's a lot of ways you can do it. But it, it does protect both the person that holds the cards, mm-hmm. and the money and also the one that
0: doesn't. So let's say you're in D.C., because I'm going to go in your area, right? Say you're in D.C., you're a stay-at-home wife, you married a multimillionaire, y'all get a divorce. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Can she still walk away with, like, a lot of money in the state of D.C. without a prenup?
1: So the the marital money, if there's no prenup, whatever was acquired during the marriage is going to be divided equitably.
0: Is it 50-50?
1: It's not automatically 50-50. So D.C., Maryland, Virginia, they're what we call equitable distribution jurisdictions. Okay. Equitable doesn't um, always mean equal. Uh-huh. It means fair. Fair. Yeah. Community property states like California, Texas, those are oftentimes a 50 50 divide. But there's not, there's only what, about 13 or so states in the country that are community property states.
0: Good. Good. Mm-hmm. DMV. I'm liking that place. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but how how marital properties define differs from state to state, even between DC, Maryland, and Virginia. So you definitely want to meet with a lawyer and and learn
0: you know, how your state would handle it. So, all right, let's, let's have another question. I wrote this question down, too, because this is good. What options do couples that are already married who are watching this saying, dang. <laughs> now, now, that would be a little weird. Yeah. Now, now, if me and my wife was married, she was watching this show, <laughs> and, it, and then she said, well, hey, I was watching The Table with Anthony O'Neill, and you like him, right? Yeah, I do. I love him. His, you like his advice? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what options do married couples have to now go back and protect themselves?
1: Sure. So married couples, you have options, too. Um, there's something called a post Ooh. nuptial agreement. Ooh. Works very similarly to a prenup, except do, you're already married.
0: Do you see that often?
1: I have done a few. I have yeah. done some post nuptial agreements. But what I will say is that when I'm doing a post nuptial I often think, well, you they'll might as well get divorced. They'll be back in a little bit. Yeah. The divorce because that's off, sometimes that's a sign that you have some concerns in the marriage, but it's it's not the end. You can do a post-optional agreement. You can go to marriage counseling and turn things around. But yeah, that's oftentimes not
0: a great sign. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I would feel a certain kind of way if my wife came at yeah. me and
1: said, I want to post it Yeah, but it depends on the circumstances. I mean, it maybe there's some business venture or something that someone's doing and they just need to make sure that it's protected and your spouse could be on board with it. Oh, my God. Tough conversation, though. Oh, my God. post apps
0: <sighs> This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> I'm breathe, sitting breathe, thinking about breathe, it. Breathe through it, Anthony. Breathe through it. I, I'm <laughs> thinking about it. Like, man, I don't, I don't want people to get... <laughs> but it's like, man. Because when I think about it now, I know someone. They're not a friend of mine, but... He unfortunately stepped outside of the marriage mm-hmm. and his wife came back to him and said, Cool, but I want I want she said, she said a prenup. She said, I want a prenup if you want me back. I am willing to give you a second chance, but I want to be protected just in case if I come back.
1: Yeah. I mean there are people that have done that as well. They they'll renegotiate the terms once there's been an indiscretion and oh, say man. that if you want me, that's fine, but it's gonna be on my terms now.
0: Man. And your expertise. <laughs> What's the main reason, top three reasons why people are getting divorced?
1: So one of the biggest, I think, misconceptions is that it's money. Mm-hmm. And I think that it it oftentimes stems from a lack of appreciation mm. and gratitude for your spouse. Mm. And that sets the stage for a host of
0: other problems mm. to then surface and emerge. Break, break that down. Because, you know, I, I mean, studies say it's money. But, in your field, you're seeing it differently
1: well practically speaking, I mean' it's, it's you know money is can be a factor um more so financial deceit okay so sometimes if someone is is concealing money assets um I got as you. offshore accounts I got and then you. someone finds out that there can be feelings of betrayal yeah oftentimes that financial deceit though is accompanied also by other kinds of deceit yeah like infidelity that may also be present um I oftentimes see though that the the beginning of the erosion mm. of the marriage oftentimes comes from that lack of appreciation, taking the your spouse for granted. Mm. A lot of times is what then opens the door for them to feel appreciated by someone else, Yeah, not their spouse. You know, that, that just sort of opens the door for some of these other um, issues that then become larger and larger and lead to divorce. So people fight over money during the divorce, but what prompts it, is a lot of times people stop doing the things that they used to do for their spouse. I mean, it's it's the basic stuff, you know. Um, being kind, saying please thank you for the little things, mm-hmm. making you coffee in the morning, taking the garbage out, taking those, taking for granted that your spouse will be coming home every night. They don't have to come home. They yeah. you know, I mean, be, be thankful, be appreciative. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so there's a lot of the little things that then over time erode a marriage.
0: <laughs> so you see divorces a lot clearly because that's what you do for a living. Yeah. Does it discourage you sometimes, honestly,
1: from marriage? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. I think, quite frankly, I thought to myself, I need to write a book on what not to do. I, I from the experience that I've I've had over these last eighteen years, yeah. Um, if anything, it it better equips you, yeah. right, to know what not to do to avoid being in that situation.
0: Oh, go there. Give us, give us, <laughs> give us. Right, you say yeah, like a lot of things, right? Give us. Give us two main things as single people to not to do going into a marriage.
1: Um, going into a marriage, what should you not do? Um, you, sh- you should not criticize.
0: Ooh, that's so good.
1: Criticize. Be Ooh. Being careful with your words. Yeah, yeah. Your language. Um, how you, people talk about communication, lack of communication. Second point, also yeah. a major reason for or divorce, um, how you communicate. Okay, so one of the things for people who are, you know, Type A, let's say, personalities, someone that's in a profession like mine, that's generally a more aggressive profession, is making sure you can turn it off, right?
0: Yeah. I don't think Michelle can turn it off. Don't
1: don't tell the people that. Do not tell the people. I don't that. think I don't See? think Michelle.
0: I'm just playing because she actually did. You did turn it off because pre-camera, you wasn't this soft and this kind. <laughs> Not, you know what I'm, I'm saying? She came for me pre-camera, y'all. Minute, that, don't
1: know.
0: You know what I'm saying? Michelle was that's the real it. Michelle then. <laughs> that is... I was always, just like, yeah, <laughs> so, you know. You I'm know. always <laughs> the real <laughs> Michelle. do What
1: you tell the people that's not
0: true. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a, that is a good, that is a good call out. Because I think ladies who, of your caliber, it is hard to turn off that caliber when you come home to your husband because yeah. a man doesn't want masculine energy in the house mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure a woman doesn't want another feminine energy in the house <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> see what I mean by her faces that was the real Michelle yeah. who I know right there you know her face is, uh, no so I mean I think that is difficult yeah. you know um, and so whenever you do get married I'm gonna ask your husband
1: so the other thing though is also respect
0: ooh Respect for the woman or respect for the man?
1: Well, well both. But in terms of what can contribute, what not to do. Uh Uh-huh. So um, your your self-worth, right, cannot and should not be tied to your net worth. So sometimes in a situation (sighs) where the woman, let's say, is the high wage earner. Yeah, yeah. Um, that can translate into having, let's say, a lack of respect sometimes yeah, yeah. or you know, your spouse as the head oh. of the household. And if that's the arrangement that you both agreed to yeah, going into the marriage, you need to make sure that you are able to adhere to that, you know, that level of respect. Um, and that, but it works both ways. You know, certainly women should not be disrespected in any way. Um, but, but I, I see that sometimes as and well. It- when it, Yeah. If, if. Sometimes the woman is the one sort of running things out in the world, and you know that it becomes harder for her to respect him. And and so then you have to look at, well, why and are you tying his worth to his you know, money? His yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, it's whatever you agree to. If you went into the marriage expecting the reverse, maybe you, you are frustrated by what's happened, but um, you shouldn't change it up after you say, I do. People change a lot after they say,
0: I do. I think that's a conversation that I'm going to have with men. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we feel? Like, how do you feel um, when you meet, you know, a young lady like Michelle, very successful, very educated, and is building her own wealth, and she may make more money than you. Like, how do you feel as a man? Yeah. And then I would love to ask—I think I'm going to ask that on my singles panel. I'm doing one okay. here in a few months because it's like, why is it hard for a woman who makes more to still respect a man as long as he's being the man? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really do want to—I really do understand. I understand yeah. financial— security is very important mm-hmm. but i'm like why is it hard cuz i heard someone say that on clubhouse before if my man makes less than me i'll look down on him
1: mm.
0: and oh, i was awful. like wow that's awful why like is he working? Does he have vision? Does he have morals? Does he have values? Right. I was going to
1: say that's a conversation about, about what do you value. Yes. Right? Because if you value integrity and honesty and respect, then that should not taint your perception of that person.
0: Because, you know, there's a lot of good police officers out there who make $40,000 a year. hmm a lot of the school teachers who make thirty eight. I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina, so when you okay. say Raleigh Durham area, the Chapel Hill, I know all yeah, about in it.
1: Fayetteville, Fayetteville, Fayette Fayette
0: right? <laughs> and so Fayetteville school teachers are going to make anywhere between thirty five to forty one thousand dollars a year. Yeah, but that's a good man who's teaching our kids at Fort Bragg, who are their parents are serving in our army. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be looked down on because they are serving our community.
1: Right. It's. it's Definitely not. Those are very noble professions, but this is, you're, you're driving the point home as to why you need to have a conversation mm-hmm. surrounding the prenup before you say, I do, because you need to talk about what happens if your earning potentials switch in reverse during the marriage. I have seen that where, where couples got married at the same place in life, sort of, you know, socioeconomic status, career status. Uh, one party in this particular case I'm thinking of, it was a woman that whose career took off, soared. He couldn't handle it. Wow. Wow. You know? and so what, how
0: will, will you feel? And you need to be he able to have an you. honest, you're not surprised by that. Who ain't surprised? You. Me? Yeah. Man, please. Huh. Let my wife go out there and make a couple million over me. Hey, girl, how you doing? My name is still <laughs> Antonio. You know what I'm saying? Oh I'm gosh. still the man in this house. Oh you boy. know what I'm saying? Come here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That would turn me on if my wife was out there and her, her gift, open up those kind of doors for her, I'll be like, yo, good. Yeah. Because my wife would know I'm still going to be the man and I'm still going to respect, honor. And I honestly look forward to, like, serving my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Mate, you, you better go make $2 million and let me get your purse. Go ahead, do your thing. <laughs> Walk in there, shut the room down. Let them know who you is. We
1: need to find you a woman real fast. <laughs> I don't need to find me that. You know what
0: I'm saying? I mean, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. You know, I'm good. You know, I'm good. And I think... Where I'm going to next, because I haven't announced where I'm moving to mm-hmm. yet, right? So <laughs> I think I'm gonna find her there. You said I will find her there. I believe that. Think so? hmm
1: Yeah.
0: And you know what? Who's gonna be on my payroll? Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a divorce. Because I don't waited too long to get a divorce, Michelle. You know what? I've waited too long oh. to get a divorce. Yeah waited too long I've walked away from one engagement Mm -hmm. um, and I am happy for that can you say why I mean uh, why yeah because she didn't want any kids she didn't want any more kids and honestly uh, she was 11 years older than me Mm. so great woman I mean to this day one of the most I mean high quality ladies I've ever been around in my life
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I, I cannot sit here and say we broke up I walked away for negative reasons But one of the things like our um, counselor told us when we was in premarital counseling is she already raised two kids solely by herself. Mm. Graduated from high school before I proposed. So he said she was coming off of a mountain that I was coming to and ready to climb. Yeah. I wanted the kids. I wanted the family time. Uh, She wanted to get rid of her her two kids and travel and do her own Mm -hmm. thing. And... He was like, neither one of you are wrong for that season. It's just that she's experienced so much more life than you. Yeah. Doesn't make you immature, doesn't make her more mature. It just means that she's just a little more seasoned in this area. She needs to be with a guy that sees in that area. Yeah. So I was like, okay. But she didn't agree with that.
1: Hmm.
0: No. And and I that's why I walked away.
1: That's interesting. I really did,
0: you know, and I think So she
1: thought you could have resolved it
0: somehow? No, I honestly think that. At that time, honestly, we did love each other a lot. And she met me when I was a youth pastor making like $32,000 a year. Um, and she was with me when I transitioned and started making the high six figures. And um, she played a huge role in that. You know, she was there for my ups, my downs. Um, and I think we just was like, yo, this is what we knew. We knew each other. And she was already making great money. Um, driving her dream car, living in her dream home. And um, and I think she was like, I, I've already sacrificed. Like, I've already invested into you. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. I mean, I think we stayed in contact for about six months after I walked away uh, because we genuinely didn't love each other. Yeah. But I genuinely knew that she was in her 40s already at the time. And I knew she was not going to have two more kids. Yeah. And I felt like, and I had to be honest with myself, her kids would come home with grandkids, call her grandma, call me Mr. Anthony.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, would, I would grow to be a little upset with that. Hmm. And I was just like, no. Yeah. And eventually she got that. We talked and uh, she said, I get it. you know. And it was hard for me because, mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, yes, I'm off the market, but I knew down the road. I want kids. Yeah. I want to pass on legacy. And if someone said, well, what if you give it a woman you married and you find out that she can't have kids? I would deal with that at that time. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I knew I was walking into something that I could not. Right. So that's why.
1: Yeah,
0: that's tough. She asked me a question on my show. <laughs> that's why Michelle, my people, you know. Yo, Michelle, where can people, if they're in the DMV area, where can they look you up if they need your services? I hope y'all don't, but if they do. <laughs> if you do, I'm, I'm everywhere. But you can find
1: me online at thomaslawdc.com. You can follow me on Instagram to get updates about what I'm doing and great, inspirational, and informative content at Michelle C. Thomas ESQ. So, LinkedIn, I mean, I'm everywhere. But, she is. Yeah, thomaslawdc.com.
0: Is. And c- get on Clubhouse. She be getting on them Clubhouse rooms and letting people have it. On occasion. Not I mean, not often. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've kind of gotten off there too. Cause they've, there's so much drama on Clubhouse these days and times. But I go in there for a good conversation. And uh, Michelle jumps on there and drops some wisdom. So follow her. Um, you know, if you are going through a divorce, need that wisdom in the DMV area. Hey, hit her up. Uh, but if you're about to get married and you have some more in-depth conversations or questions about prenups, hit her up. I'm telling you right now, literally, she is, um, I've done my research. She's the sought, the most sought after uh, attorney in that area around family And divorce law. So uh, she may not be cheap. Well, I'm going to say this. She ain't cheap. (laughs) Don't tell the people that. I mean, (laughs) you ain't cheap.
1: But you stop telling the people that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But listen, you know, give her a call. She'll work with you and she's going to take good care of you. Yo, it's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Make sure to check out the show descriptions for all of her information. I'll make sure to put that in there. You guys already know, we're going to keep it real, relevant, and relatable every single Monday. Thank y'all so much for rocking with me. Hit that subscribe button. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out.